0: Welcome to another episode of Breaking Business Barriers, brought to you by Open Media Source. Today, it's uh, off the cuff. Straz and I are are talking about some uh, recent events and some travels. My God, Brandon, you know, I've lost track. Where where are you today?
1: Uh, I'm actually in San Francisco, getting ready to head to Silicon Valley. And I'll be honest with you, I have no idea who I'm going to meet. Where I'm going to go, it's all very secretive and hush-hush. I don't know if we'll be allowed to take any pictures. I know we'll be able to talk about it, but some of the places that the gentleman, Steve Sims, who you've had the fortune of meeting in prison, if you've listened to any of our previous episodes, but Steve Sims has an unbelievable business and brings top-notch people from around the world for his speakeasy. Uh, some of the places they 've gone have been the Giga factory. Um, they were at the Bunny ranch, so those are just to name a few of them, but the the people that get invited to this mm-hmm. don 't have any working knowledge other than hey here 's where the hotel is, and I, I have to say the hotel i 'm um, not usually impressed with where we stay, but Steve um, puts us up at uh, Virgin Hotel. And I tell you what, the rooms are nice, but it's the the team that runs the hotel around it are unbelievable. I've never seen something work like this before. So yeah, right now I'm in San Francisco. Yeah, and, uh,
0: do a quick rewind, Brandon. And let's see, I think about a week ago or so, you were in Washington, D.C. We won't go into that. <laughs> uh, we You also found yourself a few days ago in Las Vegas for a conference of sorts, meeting with some uh, really like-minded folks in a mastermind group. And I guess the purpose why I do a rewind, number one, you've prioritized some of these meetings. It's certainly uh, not unlike you to be outside of your comfort zone and prioritizing meeting with some really brilliant, really brilliant people. Uh, So you're probably a little
1: tired, huh, bro? You know, there there is some exhaustion, but it's exhaustion from, I'm, I'm a little bit of an introvert in some aspects, which would surprise people. And so when you go out there and you give it your all and you're around these amazing people, it does exhaust a lot of energy. Not because the hours, I think there was one of the days I was, I had uh, up for 23 hours and 50 minutes. The other one, I had like an hour and a half of sleep. Uh, so there, there was a little bit of sleep depravity um, to say but it's, it's really because when you go to these places you have to go with purpose and because people like travis chapel so yes i was in dc and we talked about prioritizing and that was family time that was our nine-year anniversary we took our son with us so he could see the uh the nation's capital and that's just an unbelievable place um that i hadn't been in a very long time actually the previous time and i'll get off the dc subject was the day that Reagan had passed. And uh, that's why it's so easy for me me to remember the previous time I had been in D.C. But I ended up in Las Vegas on purpose. Um, I flew from from Dallas to D.C., D.C. to Vegas. And then Vegas, I got to come home for about 36 hours and then off to San Francisco to be around these amazing people. But in in Vegas, we were in an intimate room with a hundred other people. And then on top of that, the speakers and the team that was running this for Travis. And you really, you get to sit there and you can just listen and feel the energy and feel what people are wanting to change out there. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's super cool to get to, you know, continue to be around people like Steve Sims and, and, and Zach Uh, the uh, owner of a sistogram and all these people that have already done it. But then when you're watching those that they've been successful in their own right, but they're wanting to go to that next level, it's they're around in these rooms because they want to level up. They want to learn, connect and level up as opposed to sitting there and saying, well, I had this idea, but I never did anything.
0: So, you know, it, it's pretty amazing. Number number one, travel and expense for these things are certainly certainly have to be accounted for. But again, prioritizing meeting folks, many of which that you and I have met over the years through social media, then then it relays into a face to face sit down, whether it's a one on one meeting or in a group session or just in a few breakouts. But it is it's amazing what you learn. But it's just not a meeting like some meetings you know, you and I both been in corporate meetings, Mm -hmm. you know, you you walk in for a day or two and if you're lucky to remember one or two things or takeaways, but when you're vested and invested into yourself and your business, whatever profession it happens to be, man, like you say, it, it can be exhausting, but, but it, it goes on and with the help of social media and mastermind groups, um, one really, in my opinion, doesn't happen without the other, but they, the connections keep going and, and people share ideas freely. You happen to be traveling into a certain city and you know, oh, aha, uh, XYZ lives there. I'll reach out and see if uh, she or he can get together for a quick coffee and maybe a lunch.
1: Yeah. And, and that's really the cool thing. So, you know, to your point and what you're saying in investing in yourself, some people, once we're done with school, we're done with our investment. And that was me. I'll be honest with you. Now I continued to to network with people that I had already that had been in my bubble, but I didn't continue to invest in myself. And it really, shame on me. I realized it here a few years ago, and I continue to have my my wife who continues to nudge and challenge me and make sure that I'm you know making sure that I'm staying on top of it. But if you want to make a difference, if you want to make a change, if you want to sit there and say you've gone all in, you have to, from a financial perspective reinvest in yourself. And to me, really, the new education system going forward really is what's masterminds. And so anyone that's listening that doesn't know what a mastermind is, please reach out to Brent, myself, anybody, and would love to explain deeper than in this conversation. But masterminds are like-minded people coming together. And I think it was in like 1920, 1921, there was a book that was written, and it gave the definition of a mastermind. It was two, two or more people coming together, Um, and the definition goes along further, you know, but to continue to educate and increase their working knowledge. So masterminds are the way, if I look at it, it's going to be the way of the future. And from that standpoint, the way that the education system, the cost of the education system and what you get out of it at the end of the day, isn't as I'm not saying college isn't needed, but there's different ways to go about it and to me the, doing the same thing over and over again is the definition of insanity expecting a different result so if you're able to put yourself in a room for two or three days with a hundred amazing people a thousand amazing people and obviously you need to make those it's a little more difficult to make those connections when you get up into the thousands but if you're able to do that and have proximity travis chapel who has built your network and an amazing podcast an amazing mastermind He talks about proximity. So you find that tribe of people that are like-minded and you can work with and build off of. And it's amazing because it's, it's almost like the revolving credit card. I know five people, they know five people, someone else knows five people and the connections that that it allows you to make are, are tremendous. I mean, let's be honest because of Travis and having proximity to Travis, that's how I've gotten to meet Zach that's how I've gotten to meet Steve and why I'm out here right now. I got to meet a guy by the name of John Gafford and he was one of the early people that was on, um, Oh, I'm trying to think of the show, uh, the apprentice and his story into that is pretty amazing. But as some of you know, I own an insurance company and John coincidentally has, uh, a real estate firm in, in Vegas. And they do 4000 transactions a year. And while he's up there on stage talking, which I would have no other reason to have access to him. um, Short of, you know, knowing Travis and, you know, paying to be in that room. uh, I hear that he just acquired a title company and they're doing a joint venture with a a mortgage company and I sit there and say, well, geez, can't tell me this guy hasn't thought about insurance. So afterwards, because I'm in that room, I'm able to go up to john introduce myself and Ask him, you know, so when are you thinking about getting in the insurance business? Because here are the numbers. He said, funny you asked that. And they're actually looking to get into it. Now, he said that he has a connection, but if in the next few weeks something doesn't pan out, please reach out to him. And uh, he'd love to have a conversation. So I'm thinking, okay, you know, John could just be blowing smoke up my rear end. Uh, But I did reach out to him and he did respond within, you know, 24 hours. And I'm not saying something's going to come of that but I wouldn't have had an opportunity. I couldn't have stepped up to the plate if I didn't put myself in the situation and in that room to sit there and be like, Hey, John, you know, this is who I am. This is what I've built. And uh, you know, I understand that world. So yeah, connections, proximity and actually investing in yourself to level up
0: and, and sit there and go all in. Great info, Brandon. And for the listeners who may be hesitant to do that, no, you don't have to go out to San Francisco to have a great mastermind. It might be a starting point at your church or chamber, whatever the case might be. But if you want doors open that are just beyond your proximity of across the street or across town, it is a global economy. Brandon and I and and others meet people from around the world. I was at an event last night that uh, I was one of a few born and raised U.S. citizens and it was an amazing event, had a great time and of learning and it was it was two and a half hours spent that I could have been at home but no it was uh, I prioritized it like Brandon has done uh, just in over the last week, week and a half or two weeks so Brandon it's it's uh, brought you to different places in the world which is cool it's opened other doors for all of us. Let's talk a little bit about uh New, new, opportunities. Many of our listeners are thinking, all right, I'm in the, in the corporate drone, or maybe I've just started out in a business or my business might be getting tired. Man, we've been in a lot of uh, transactions together uh, over the years, almost too many to remember now, which is, I guess, a good thing. We're still, we're still alive and kicking and making the best pass, our only pass, our best pass. But why don't we talk about that? It got a little burning idea, and there's a lot that goes into that idea. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: again, the ideas I think are spurred when you're amongst other people that are building and growing and you can have the greatest idea in the world and it it, it could just, it could be brilliant, but if you don't have the right team and you don't build the people around it, then it's just going to fall flat. And so I have uh, w- was fortunate through my, my travels this year when I got to listen to some of these people, Gerard Adams, um, and again, some of the other names that I've already listed, to sit there and see what was missing. And, and I just sat there when, when coming up with what we're working on right now, and I know I'm being vague, but I, I listened to all small different sections of what was making each of these people unbelievably successful. And one of them had sold their company at the age of 29. And I think he's 35 or 36 now for $50 million. And I sat there and I listened to what made each one of their companies successful and and what a, a current underlining issue was in the form of education and continuing growth. And so by that... I'm now connecting and having conversations and dinners with people as, as we pitch this and we're looking for, for business partners that i never would have been in a room. And it solely came out of the fact that I put myself out there. Yes, I did have to travel halfway around the world for it. And again, like you said, Brent, you don't have to do that. Um, depending on where you're at your location, you'd be unbelievably surprised if you just look uh, underneath a rock you absolutely will find a tribe, a community of people, and it doesn't have to cost you tens of thousands of dollars. I've seen masterminds and and groups um, that are free. I've seen them that they can be 250, 500, 1,000, 10,000. So there's all different levels of that. But right now, one of the things, and one of the reasons I'm out here in San Francisco is to get to meet some of the people in Silicon Valley and these amazing people that Steve are here and, and find those, those key business partners that can help take what, I'm looking to create and build to the next level, all based off of the fact that I decided to put myself in a room, I listened, made a personal connection with those individuals, and and, and saw where there was a problem. So let's, let's we, you know, when, when creating something, it's tough to create something original. If you think about it, Uber and Lyft, and we'll start with Uber, they didn't create something that was new and original. They took an existing problem because there was already taxis. Okay, they took an an existing business model, but saw where there was a problem, and built out from there. And that's really where this is coming from. Um, the everything's already in place, but the the conduit for it is really where you saw. So like, it's just really it's 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 mind bending when you sit there and see what things like masterminds and and these networking events can do to you. I mean, I remember networking was, what was it called? YPN, young professionals. And I'm not knocking YPN. You know, I, I've been to a few when I was in my younger years and I'm in my forties now, but those were drinking events. Those were like, I, I didn't, and maybe I was too young, dumb and stupid to get anything out of it and shame on me for that. But but when I see what the world of masterminds and the world of networking truly is doing, like someone says in they go-to event, they said, oh, I network. Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. And it was amazing hearing some of these speakers over the weekend just saying, just because you wear a hoodie and you say you network doesn't make you an entrepreneur. What have you actually built, created, done? What business have you started? Having people like that challenge you in a room really will sit there and say, well, shit, what have I done? And they'll be there to help level you up. If you're willing to listen to them and take their advice. Um, But yeah, I mean, what we're what we're building right now, it'll it'll come out in q one of next year It literally came out of joining a mastermind listening to the success of other people and taking small segments of their business uh, in order to create something new and and help other people. Because if you go with the give mentality, I'll end it with this part right here. If you go with the give mentality and you don't make your first, your first thought process, well, how can I monetize this? How can I make money out of it? If you go with that give mentality, the money will come because you'll be providing so much value and content and something to help other people. The money will come. You can build money out of a business model. That's fine. I, b- I believe that you should lead with the give and I- I'm surprised. I-, I get a lot of people that sit there and agree with me. Well, people will always agree with me until it actually affects their pocketbook. <laughs> That's the big one. They'll agree. Oh yeah, always give, give, give. And then when they see what you have to give financially, you know, in creating something they're like, Oh, wait a minute, we-, we need to start charging people right now. Like, Hey, how do we, how do we monetize this right now? Well, you know, you- you go
0: with that give, and the money will come from there. So I'll leave you with that. It may not be a marathon, but it might be a, a 5K or 10k before you start to turn turn that idea, that service, that product, product into revenue. But certainly um, branding couldn't be more, more spot on. The, the give works. It has to have some, uh, some reason behind it. The amount of time that it takes to put the give together each and every one of them is it's that's, that in itself is a significant investment. Hey, Brandon. So last night, my, my piece in the, in the meeting last night happened to do with risk. Mm-hmm. I brought up two things, the easy one to identify always, maybe not always, but is the financial outlay. But the one that I really hit was, and we, we have visited on this on, you know, how many, how many years, but trust, trusting who you tell, who you talk to about any given idea or product that you're about ready to roll with. How do you go about that? Segmenting again, I think the financial piece is one thing, we, which we've already hit into in even investing in yourself. But how about the trust factor into whom that you may be talking, talking about that idea, or you know, really com- coming clean and laying it on the table
1: yeah um financial aspect is the financial aspect man and that that's what hinders a lot of people from getting things off the ground let's let's be honest um who you talk to it about so i've gone back and forth on this one with what we're building out right now and at first it was i can't tell anybody i can't talk to anybody except for people that you know have done a blood oath not literally um but the problem with that was is how are we going to test market to see if this was something that was needed just because i think it's a cool idea, um, even though the business plan is sound and all those pieces behind it, the market might actually not even want it. Um, and so you have to sit there and say, what comes first, the, the, the chicken or the egg? And so I think it's a fine line in knowing the circles that you're around and knowing who to trust. I don't sit there and say there's a, a, a maybe a litmus test, but it's looking at that person, hearing what they do, knowing the circles that they run in, and sitting there saying that this community that that I've been fortunate to to be around they want to help level you up. They don't they don't want to have that name that is behind them that says listen I I I cut this guy. You know, I listened to what he had to say, I started to work with him and then all of a sudden I just took it and ran with it. Now there'll be people out there that will do it. But you really just have to you have to slowly back into you know, who is the person that you're having that conversation with. So again, it's, it's, it's a balancing act because if, if you think it's a great idea and I was talking with, uh, Dorothy, who's helping us run some marketing campaigns out there that will be, they'll be generic per se, but they will sit there and find people in the, on the, on the customer side in a, in a community to sit there and take them through a small little journey seeing, is this a product that they even want? Um, without giving away the secret sauce. So I, th- I think you need to go about it strategically and find out does the market want it because you you could have a market that if you have two people that you're serving, two communities that you're serving, one might want it and think it's great, but will they use it? The other one, do they even want it to to partner with the other side of it? So it's it's really... Brent, it's really, it's a balancing act of knowing who you're around. And then I'll leave, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it on this, on this subject that you just asked me, people don't act. And, and, and by that, that's, that's actually, that's one of the things that I, I really heard over the weekend in Vegas is people actually don't implement and act on great ideas or, or business ventures because you it's the failure to launch. You actually have to sit there and implement and do and build a team um, around yourself of people that have um, specific characteristics and specialties that are better than you. You can't be the best at everything. I've tried to wear the hat and everything and, and, and failed on that. Coincidentally, the business is still around. It's very successful, but I couldn't be everything. So, you, you, people that you're telling this idea to, a lot of them don't actually act on what that next step is because it takes time, commitment, um, and re, you know, resources and a lot of emotional spend. I, I can tell you my, my emotional Richter scale is, is Angela says she'll manage the manic. Um, it's all over the place, it'll wake me up in the middle of the night thinking about it. And it will, it will sit there and, you know, cause me endless hours of like, who can I talk to this about? And that's why I have people like you, like, literally, I have, you know, with with joining with you on what we're going to do, I have one more person that I can literally just pick up the phone at any time and have that conversation, because sometimes I might, might require a little bit of that, um, just because I need to get an idea off my chest. You know me, I'm constantly coming up with different ideas, but the ones that I act on are the ones that I'm actually putting financial money behind it.
0: Right, right on. And, and I, I call the failure to act as frozen by fear and that fear usually is, is nothing other than the unknown. And also a a piece of advice that I, that I think both you and I would absolutely share with our, our listeners and and anyone else in, in any conversation is the fact just because you bounce an idea off one or two uh, real closely held and trusted individuals or people, a lot of times it's family, and the family's going to be the first to, to watch out, and they'll bring up every risk aspect typically. <laughs> and we, we've seen that in, uh, over the years in what you and I have done together and others that we've talked to through breaking like business barriers and, and just in life in general but maybe someone doesn't grasp what it is that you're talking about because you're so darn excited. You're going a million miles an hour and you don't have someone's undivided attention. So just because one or two people say, no, that's not going to work or I don't really understand it. If you're truly passionate about it, slow down, take a step back. All right. What does this look like? How do I need to articulate my idea? Don't let it, don't let someone non-interested or giving you every reason why you shouldn't be doing this uh to stop you if you really really passionately believe in it now there are notes to be taken with that and are they relevant you probably already know them if it's well thought through brandon man you've been uh you've been on the go it's been a uh tremendous year and uh any any last words for our listeners before we uh we kick off the rest of our day. Find a group of
1: like-minded people in the mastermind world that can help you make a difference, make a change, not only in what you believe in, but what you want to accomplish. If you lead with helping others and, and, and with the give, it's really, it's endless on there and you won't sit back in 10 or 20 years, I'm not gonna have to sit back and look at my son and say, I didn't try. I might have failed and I failed around steps, but coincidentally, you and I also helped build out a company that did over 2 billion in sales before we exited, Um, but just go do it. Don't have the paralysis analysis, the frozen feet, and find those people that can help make that come true, and you'll be in the right circles, you'll be in the right rooms. If you wanna go to the front of the line, Yeah. You're going to, you, you might have to pay, pay a little bit. I uh, I'll leave it with, I I'm sorry. I've got to throw this one in here real quick. Uh, I met a gentleman, 22 years old, graduated uh, accounting degree. uh, And he just finished this last semester. Decided that the world of being a CPA just wasn't going to be for him. He is, he's got his own podcast. He is learning to network continuously. And he made a decision over the weekend. He, he lives in a closet. I'm not joking with that. He lives in a closet so he can save $80 a month in rent. He and his brother share a place, but he gets the closet. Um, and so he can put more, 80 more dollars a month into his podcast advertising to get it out there. That's the, that's, that's what it takes. I'm not saying, hey, go dump your family and say, hey, we're going to go live in a closet, but he's 22, unbelievable bright future, decided that how he can level up more. And on top of it, I'm going to throw this one out there. He's finding a way to join Travis Chapel's next mastermind, which is financially out of his league at this point, as he put it. But he's finding a way to scrape and claw so he can be in those rooms and change himself. And Travis said this to me. He said, he said, Brandon, he said, what do you think of him? And I said, Travis, I've had uh, s- several conversations, and I think he's um, got an unbelievable future ahead of him. And I was thinking this, and then Travis said it um, to me. He said he reminds me a lot of me. Not me as in myself, but him. He was t- Travis was talking about himself at that point. And I said, Travis, I was thinking the same thing. I just didn't want to say it. And that's that. That's amazing to see that someone at that that age is, is, is going to do that and realizes what it takes to go to that next level or over $80 to make sure he can make his podcast even more successful. So that's the level of commitment. Sometimes it takes and that's the level of commitment I, I love seeing in people.
0: So you and I always talk about being all in and being committed. He's all in no, no doubt about it. And, and we'll, we'll attach some links to some of the folks that we, we mentioned on on our podcast here also be on our blog on breakingbusinessbarriers.net and hey a, a connection or a mastermind starts with one reach out as Brandon said earlier you can always reach out to Brandon Straza I'll put some connections out, out there where you can find Brandon along with Brent Duhame, that's myself don't, don't hesitate to reach out Maybe we, we'd love to give as Brandon talked about earlier and we can point you in some directions that, uh, that uh, may be uh, directions to stay away from because we fumbled over a few, as well as where we've had some really, really cool experiences. And again, all it takes is one phone call, maybe a text message or maybe even an email. So with that, Brent Duhane, Brandon Straza from Breaking Business Barriers wish you nothing but going onward and upward. Take care. Thanks everyone.